Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. Today, I crossed the 10-day threshold of my 90-day journey to completely transform my relationship with money, and it's been really exciting to get to do this in a community setting, um, because so many of you have started to join and follow along and uh, do it yourself and share your insights, um, so it's always just so um, so great to, to have conversations, and I've been just having more and more conversations. And of course, realizing that it's not really about money. Money issues, as uh, many therapists and uh, figures have said, money issues are not really about money. And uh, this, uh, today's uh, belief will really show that. So today, what we're working with here is everything I touch falls apart. Yeah, that's a big one. And uh, I know lots of folks have some version of that where it's like maybe it's uh, nothing I touch will succeed or uh, everything I touch is doomed. So find your own version of that. For me, it was everything I touch falls apart. And the wording is particularly poignant for a memory that came up about halfway through doing the work, uh, which we'll get to. So the first thing that I saw, and I really like to try to see as clearly as possible, why is this thought here? What is it connected to? What are the the images and experiences that I have that are pulling this thought out uh, or that the thought is based on? So as I closed my eyes and went into my meditative space, I saw relationships that have ended. I saw clients that have been unhappy. I saw uh, my business hasn't fully exploded in the way that it does in my imagination. And I saw moments that I've made mistakes along the way. And each time there's one of those big moments, that thought comes in, oh, everything I touch falls apart. So the question, is it true? Is it true that everything I touch falls apart? Well, there are lots of elements in there, uh, but the gist of the thought has to do with me being the problem. So I'm the problem. I touch it, it falls apart. And that's where my no came from was, well, I can't know that it is purely because I am here that this thing is falling apart. It's quite possible that there are a combination of things that have caused this to fall apart. And like in Buddhism, they talk about the many things uh, it takes for something to exist, you know, all of the infinite elements, and then the same for it to come apart. So this is, this is where I started to dive in. So let's go into all of the reactions and the fears and the thoughts. So the first thing I realized when I start believing everything I touch falls apart, I immediately feel sad, tender, very raw. 
and hopeless. And the, the deeper thought there is, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. And I realized that um, when I'm there, when I'm going into I'm the problem, I get really scared that anything I do, any decision I make, any communication I make is going to make it worse. And so I got curious about that. Well, why is that? That I, I become afraid that, you know, like I'm a monster or um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something by accident without knowing it. Like I'm going to accidentally sweep my hand and knock a vase over or something like that. And then it sparked this memory of my worst Christmas ever, which uh, was one <clears throat> where my family was in France um, and we were staying with a family friend and they, it was, uh, you know, a dad, a son and, uh, and, and the mom. And then there were, I think, some cousins who had come over and, and there were you know, maybe like seven or eight kids total uh, with my sisters and me and, and so on. And I broke two things uh, and it led to this escalating series of shame. But the first one was we were all doing the wine glass noise thingy and trying to like play with that at the kids table. And so we had, they had taken out these like really nice wine glasses. And of course mine shatters and I felt really bad about it. And I remember the mom coming over and being like, oh, okay, it's okay. Uh, but I just felt like horrible. And then later on, we had given the son um, a, a gift and it was like uh, some sort of action man car, you know, vehicle thingy. And you have to like put the pieces all together. And so we were all playing and, um, I was putting on the, the wheel bar thing to this car and I put it on wrong. So there was like a small wheel and a big wheel or something like that. That's what I remember. And so I kind of panicked and I was like, oh shit. And it was like, and, and the, what I noticed the pattern is, is like, okay, I made a mistake. So I wrote this down because this is <laughs> really powerful. I made a mistake. I panicked and I was like, oh shit. I messed something up. So then I'll try a quick fix in a way that where nobody will notice that I made a mistake. So I am yanking on this thing, on this the wheels, and then I broke the wheel off in a way that would, like you'd have to glue it back together or maybe it wouldn't even be repairable, but I like snapped the thing in trying to fix the thing, which made it worse. So the pattern is I make a mistake, I panic, out of that panic, I try to hide the mistake, and by doing that hiding action, I make it worse. So I noticed that was a one really big insight, and that it all starts with the shame about making a mistake, and that people who make mistakes are bad, uh, and I'm bad because I make mistakes. And I am actually a pretty expressive person, and I like to, to be bold. And there's a kind of cost that comes with that, which is that things around me tend to move or uh, I can break things if I get really excited and 
you know, accidentally knock a thing over that I wasn't paying attention to. Um, but being bold can sometimes get in uh, kind of, I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but um, sort of get into the world. Um, and, and I sort of learned to hide for years. So this one felt really good to address and to like really take a look at um, about okaying myself to show up, okaying myself to make mistakes. And in that, there's okaying other people to make mistakes, which I think is such a beautiful thing to be able to accommodate. Um, okay, let me see. So that was the biggest one. Yeah, and then, you know, I guess there's one final step to that pattern, which is then I, I want to run away, which I remember running away a lot as a kid. Yeah, I think that was a big, a big lesson for me. All around, everything I touch falls apart. <sighs> so let's go totally free from that thought. And I want to go back into that memory, that Christmas, where I remember being yelled at by the dad, you know, for, you know, coming in and breaking things and, um, and so free of the thought, everything I falls apart, everything I touch falls apart. Who would I be? What do I experience? Well, I feel suddenly free and I feel a relief that I'm okay. And then there's this guy yelling at me and I see that he's upset and maybe he's trying to teach a lesson. And I have so much space that I can totally listen to this person and I feel sorry that I broke this toy and I want to do whatever I can to make it up to the kid and, uh, and to the dad and to the family for, um, for breaking the, the, the glass and the, the toy. And that feels totally fine. Like I feel like, okay, yep, I made a mistake and I'd like to rectify that mistake. Yeah, in, uh, in Tibetan Buddhism, there's a saying, not even an arrow can puncture space. And uh, be, becoming very spacious, can we can be with any amount of anger, um, just sort of like the arrow. So yeah, totally free of the thought, that's where I go. So let's do the turnarounds here. And for these turnarounds, uh, Susie gave me a little reminder to make sure uh, to have three, at least three specific turnarounds. And I haven't necessarily shared that just for time's sake, uh, but, but for today's one, I'm definitely gonna share that. And I encourage you to do that as well, uh, to make sure you get at least three turnarounds because it really starts to click your brain to seeing that these turnarounds are actually genuinely as true. They're not just like an escape. Uh, okay, it's great. So the first one that I came up with was everything I touch comes together. And most recently, uh, I just moved into this new house. You can see I'm in the atrium of the new house and it's really coming together in this beautiful little community. And everything I touch comes together. I have created years of joyful gatherings and 
uh, dances and yoga classes and workshops and I my business. So the next next example, my business uh, is sustainable. It wasn't always that way, but it's sustainable because of things that I did, and um, and I continue to grow the team, the agency that I work with, and um, and really, it's kind of exciting that I take actions in, in an area and then it grows. And like I have just started to put my attention here into Instagram and it's growing and I've already grown uh, my follower base and, uh, and it's feeling like a, a great place to interact. So yeah, everything that I touch comes together. That is equally as true or truer than everything that I touch falls apart. Okay, next turnaround I came up with was everything my thinking touches falls apart. Everything my thinking touches. And I'm specifically thinking about, uh, or specifically talking about that belief and the shame and that spiral kind of thinking. Yeah, everything my thinking touches falls apart. The biggest thing that came up was that moment when I try to hide my mistake that makes things fall apart. That moment of trying to hide the mistake. And then another thing that my thinking does that makes things fall apart is my thinking is shaming me. I'm hearing the shame beliefs and thoughts and then I'm believing them. You're bad. If you weren't here, this wouldn't have happened. Things like that. That's my thinking. That's not actual me. I'm hearing it and then I'm believing it, I'm hearing the thoughts, right? There is that separation there. And finally, when I project how upset someone is before it actually happens, like, oh, they're gonna be really pissed, and then I start reacting to that, I'm now reacting to my thinking, not to an actual situation. Because when somebody's actually yelling and I haven't gone into all that projection, I'm totally spacious, right? I experienced this at a meditation retreat where there was a, a woman, you know, about, about seven days into the retreat, uh, there were a few new people who came in to join, sort of a two-week thing. So for the second seven days, this uh, this woman had come in and she started yelling at me after at the end of the day for something that I had completely no idea about. And I was so relaxed that it just came in and washed through me. And I like asked her if she wanted to sit down and have a cup of tea and like, you know, just share whatever was on her mind. And it, she was so surprised that she ended up really befriending me and um, and apologizing for um, what had happened. And uh, that was that experience of how spacious I can be. Great, so I'll leave it there for today. Uh, but keep doing the work. This is really powerful. And I'm, after 10 days, I'm already seeing just how deeply impactful it is. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey, 
with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistants to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. Gotta check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Thank you.